0: We believe in growth and continuous learning. We believe in educating and sharing knowledge. We believe the body is miraculous and is able to heal with the proper nutrition and support.
1: And we believe the right mindset is key to your success.
0: I'm Amanda Golightly.
1: And I'm Kate McDowell. And And this this is is The the Limitless Limitless Podcast.
0: Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Limitless Podcast. Today we're just going to go through some easy changes that you can do to start reducing the toxins in your life. And one of the most common things that many people consume, I don't consume it. It's never been my thing. Uh, But one of the most common things that people consume is coffee. So tell us why coffee is something we want to switch up and how we can do that. I was going to say, how is this your topic? (laughs) (laughs) I am a
1: coffee drinker. (laughs) So for me, this resonates. Um, For coffee, the thing is the like, when it comes to eating foods, organic is always going to be the best option in terms of reducing our toxic load. But I completely understand and appreciate that going out and changing everything that you eat to organic is, is um, expensive. And it's an undertaking that can be overwhelming for people. So the reason that we're recommending coffee as a simple change that you can make is, if you were to make one Change in what you're eating in terms of going away from con- the conventional way of doing things to organic. Coffee is a really good place to start. There actually is a list from the Environmental Working Group as well that we'll share the link to that in the um, session, the episode notes for this session.
0: That's um, right. Yep. Show <laughs> <it's your> notes.
1: <sighs> My brain just went jelloey. Um, <laughs> All good. So the. Environmental Working Group has a list. Like I said, there's 12 items that are actually, when you're looking at buying organic things, these are the ones that are considered the dirty dozen. They're the ones that are the most sprayed. So what we want to do is avoid these as much as possible um, when it comes to picking your foods, just because they're gonna have the heaviest toxic load. That being said, today we're talking about coffee. It's not on the list for the dirty dozen, but the reason that I mentioned coffee is because of the foods that we consume, on a regular basis. And for a lot of people, myself included, coffee is something that is often consumed every day. And for many people, it's gonna be more than once a day. And coffee beans are one of the heaviest sprayed in terms of pesticides and chemicals um, products that we consume. So that's why we're starting with coffee here. So if you're gonna make one change to move towards adding some organic foods to your life and to reducing toxins on the foods that you're eating, Switching to organic coffee is a really great place to start.
0: Perfect. Uh, I believe coffee can also have mold contained in it as well, right?
1: It can. There's quite a few foods that, that are potential to have high levels of mold in them as well. And especially if it's pre-ground when you're buying it, um, mold can be an issue here too. Um, organic is still, it's going to be the better way to go in that sense as well, because they they store it differently
0: to prevent... Okay. So does it matter organic if it's uh, a bean versus ground then?
1: Um, My preference or my suggestion is buy the whole bean and then grind it yourself. It's going to be the freshest that way too. It's going to taste the best, which Amanda doesn't care about.
0: Um, (laughs) I can appreciate
1: it. (laughs) A lot of coffee drinkers will. So yes, it's a a little bit more effort for you, but it's really not that bad. Um, there's going to be less mold content in it if you're grinding it and then using it right away. And the organic is going to reduce the pesticides and the toxins that are involved as well.
0: Okay, perfect. So the next thing we have on the list here is uh, tin tinfoil. Tinfoil is something that many people, including us up until recently, used to cook foods in the oven or on the barbecue. And obviously tinfoil is, I don't know if it's classified specifically as a heavy metal, but it is something... The aluminum can leach into our food when it's heated up Um, and that obviously would go into our system when we ingest it so what else can we do instead
1: Um, when it comes to so tin foil it's funny because that's the old like old way of referring to it it's tech it's aluminum foil right that you're using and it's the aluminum that's going to be a problem and you can switch to which we we've recently done as well is switch to parchment paper um, it's just a different way of having something to line your baking pan, because I know we used to use the, the aluminum foil. I want to call it tin foil.
0: <laughs> it's, <a habit. laughs> it's my fault. <laughs>
1: um, we used to use aluminum foil all the time because you're looking for ease in the kitchen. I get that. And so if you want something that's going to line your pan, so you don't have to clean the cookie sheet after you roast your vegetables or cook your bacon, um, parchment paper is something that's going to be very beneficial here as well. Uh, It's going to give you the same impact, like the pan will stay cleaner, and then it's not going to put the aluminum or have the aluminum contamination happening to your food. One thing or a few things we want to kind of look for when we're looking for parchment paper. Uh, We want to make sure that it's not bleached, because that's chlorine. (laughs) That's just adding more toxins to the system as well. Um, And then you know when you have parchment paper like I often like to look on the box and make sure because it should be compostable it should be recyclable and we want to make sure that it's
0: not chemically treated because that's the whole point of making this switch. Okay, great. Uh, The next one I have is I know i've seen a lot of this over the years, even my time at my current uh, field of employment that people take uh, their lunches and it's in a plastic container and they put it in a microwave and they heat it up. And obviously, with heating the plastic, we are then um, that plastic is then going into our food as well. So can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, plastic containers, I mean, I heard a study recently that said that like 98% of humans actually have measurable levels of plastic in their bodies if they were tested. And food containers is a big area where we're going to come in contact with plastics. And like Amanda said, one of the biggest things happen that happens is when you heat it, it's going to leach into your food. And this can be if you have a plastic container if it's for your food if it's for your beverages and it's going in the dishwasher. And you're heating the container even when there's not food in it it's going to leach more chemicals into your food just from the fact that it's been heated. On top of that, we want to make sure you know that we're not heating food in the containers. Because similar to the aluminum foil where you put it in the oven and it leaches more aluminum into your foods, while it's being heated plastic is going to leach more into your foods as well. And the whole point is we want to like plastic is an endocrine disrupting toxin Um, it's going to have wreak havoc on our hormones it's going to make our bodies, not able to function properly. So ultimately, like, if you can look for glass containers for your food, that's going to be the best to store it and to heat it. Uh, Glass or stainless steel for water beverage containers as well is going to be the best. If you're not able to do glass containers for your food, and it has to be in the fridge in plastic, make sure you just dump it onto a plate or onto, you know, ceramic or glass when you heat it, and then eat it from there, just so that you're not getting like the added layer of the leaching from it being heated.
0: Perfect. That's great. And the last one I have for today is cooking oil. I know a lot of cooking oils can be inflammatory. And some even have to be used at certain heat levels, temperature levels. So which ones are best for us to be using and moving away from?
1: That's, this is an interesting one. And yes, it's the inflammatory side of things. And this You know, for a lot of people, especially with autoimmune or with chronic health issues, inflammation is one of the biggest issues uh, that can make matters worse for them. And, you know, when I started to make nutrition changes for myself, when I was working through, you know, getting over MS symptoms and getting past that, reducing and getting rid of inflammatory foods was a big first step. That I took myself and that I recommend a lot of clients take as well if they're having issues with you know health things that just aren't getting better and inflammatory oils is a really big one here and. it's not like we're told that these things are good for us, which is a big part of why this is a challenging one to understand and wrap your head around what's actually good, Um, but a really big one here like it's going to be vegetable oils and seed oils are the biggest kind of culprits when it comes to the inflammatory oil scene. And canola oil is a really big one here. Can- interesting story about canola oil is that's, you know, people, th- I mean, now it's called, it's considered that it comes from a canola plant. It was never called a canola plant. That was initially called rapeseed, um, but that would be really hard to market so you know they went in and said okay we need to come up with a different name for this and canola is really just kind of an abbreviated version of the name they came up with was canadian oil so it's not actually a plant it's not a i mean now it may be called a canola plant but it was not originally from a canola plant it was from rapeseed Um, and the problem with these oils is that they're damaged very easily they don't do well with heat they don't do well with light they don't do well with being exposed to air so you know they can get rancid and ultimately toxic well to us rancid is kind of the technical term where they're just not going to be beneficial for us and they will cause inflammation when it comes to like okay what can i switch for because we do need that right we need oils to be able to cook things properly Um, we need oils for our salad dressing we need oils I mean, health fats are really good for us as long as they're the right kinds of fats. And when it comes to the healthy version for oils, if it's cold temperatures, low temperatures, so for salad dressing, um, for putting on top of vegetables after they've been steamed, if you just wanted to add some flavor, olive oil is the best option to go with, extra virgin, virgin olive oil, um, but it, it does have a low smoke point. So we can't use olive oil for grilling, we shouldn't be using it for frying of any kind. Um, any high temperature cooking, olive oil is not your go-to there. Uh, and when it comes to cooking, when it comes to higher temperature options, avocado oil is a good substitute here. Butter, which I know was villainized years in, in the 50s, I believe. Um, we can talk about that another time. Um, but butter is actually like it's the mo- one of the most natural options that you can get I recommend uh, organic if possible again here because a lot of the toxins in. beef are going to end up in their fat because our fat is what contains the toxins so that it doesn't they don't get us sick so anyways butter organic is a good option and then there's also like tallow or duck fat is another really good one as well.
0: Perfect. That's great. That's lots of good information. I think butter is probably my favorite of those options. Um, and it's so versatile. It can go on many things, which is great. Um, anyways, uh, hopefully you enjoyed these quick tips that we gave today. And if you have any more questions about any of those or want to know more information, please reach out to us. Um, our Instagram handles will be in the show notes. And yeah, I think that's all for today. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.